In the precious name of Jesus, amen. Wow. Oh, man. Got so much to do. Let's see, we got pretty much everything up here. We're, we're set for Sunday? I think so. Okay. Guys, you've, you've practiced. You, you know your parts. You're doing great. The songs sound great. All right, we're excited. We're ready to go. But, man, let's see. This, okay, two candles, second week of Advent, right? Okay. I think that's the sermon I'm working on. Oh, wait a minute. No, it was Christmas Eve. No, it was first. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh-oh. Oh, somebody needs some help. Somebody, uh-oh. Oh, my. What am I going to do? I, I, wow, there's so much to do. I don't know which way to go. I don't, what do I do next? Ah! Does that sound like somebody who's relaxed and ready for Christmas? <laughs> Not at all, does it? What happens if you have a nice, soft path to walk on and you keep running on it and stomping the dirt down? What do you think would happen if a whole bunch of people came running over that path and just kept stomping that dirt down? Is it going to get hard? Yeah, and you might, as you're going, you might kick a few rocks up on it too. And then, okay, come along with your good garden seeds and try and grow something on that now. Isn't that what Jesus was talking about? We heard it of uh, not just seeds, but of people. That'd be you and me. Now, Obviously, pastors are a little busy this time of the year, but you know what? As a, a phrase I've often used with folks, they can't do it to you unless you let them. We, we get to choose what we're going to do during the day. We get to decide how we're going to spend our time. So let's see, what besides you know just your daily schoolwork and stuff, what keeps you busy this time of the year? Do you have all your Christmas decorations done? Mm -hmm. I just did You're working on them yet? All right. But you've got yours already. And it was fun. Does anybody like to write Christmas cards? Do you send Christmas cards to anybody? No? Yeah? I keep on losing mine. You keep losing yours. I have the same problem. <laughs> My wife... She's really good at writing them. She's really good at receiving them. And I try to read them, but sometimes I lose them in the pile of mail, too. Um, shopping all done? Yeah, well, don't tell Laura, but I think I've got something figured out for her, but I, I'm not sure yet. So, yeah, a little bit to do yet. Um, you know, uh, the busyness of the season can become both a blessing in many ways because it is mostly joyful kind of stuff that we've got to do, right? I mean, after all, it is a crazy busy season, but it's a crazy joyous season as well. But 
that word crazy keeps coming up there. Let's see. Martha. Did you hear what Martha, what Jesus said to Martha? What was Martha's problem? Got to scrub a little here. Got to cook a little there. Got to run over here and sweep. What was Mary doing? Sitting there, listening to who? Jesus. Jesus is coming. We gotta clean the place quick, right? Similar to Advent, the coming of our Lord can create because of the big evil three, remember what the big evil three are, by the way, guys? The devil, the world, and our own hard hearts. Yeah, we can harden our hearts just like that path getting stomped on. We can let too much stuff run across our lives to the point that there's no room to grow anything anymore. And when we are so consumed by everyday life, when we are so consumed with all that we have to do, there's no room for who? Who were you singing about tonight? Happy birthday. Yeah. We're in church, obviously. The answer is Jesus. Just remember that all the time. It's bushy and brown and has a big tail, yeah. No, it's, the answer is Jesus, always. Jesus came and he, notice how he dealt with Martha? Did he jump up and down and scream and holler and shake his fist? No. You can almost hear his sad chuckle. Martha, Martha, you're worried and upset about so many things. So what are you worried and upset about? Hmm. Well, we could name everything from getting all the holiday stuff done to what's the doctor going to say next week to I wonder how Uncle Fred is doing to go on and fill in the blank. Yeah. Busy people worried and upset. What was Mary doing? Sitting at the feet of the Lord. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not. There is a phrase you want to hang on to, folks. It will not be taken away from her. What won't be taken away from her? Listening to Jesus. Because you know what? Every time we start down that road of, I'm so busy and I've got so much to do, and it's weighing me down, and it's stomping all over my heart and making me worried and anxious, every time we start down that road, Jesus says, stop, come on back, let's talk. And very gently, very kindly, and yet with all the authority of God himself in human flesh, Jesus says, it will not be taken away. What won't be taken away? When we hear the law of God 
demanding that we turn from our busyness. That's kind of scary stuff. So what do we need at that point? Forgiveness. Yeah. It won't be taken away. Why not? Because why did Jesus come in the first place? Why do we gather to celebrate? Why do we want to do all the things that we do every day? Because of Jesus. He is the first and the last. He is the beginning and the end. He is the one that we pray will come among us. And he does with grace and truth. And he breaks through the hardness that builds up. And he says, come back, my child. Come back. Come back and listen. Now, here's our challenge this year. We started it last week. We're going to say it again tonight. We'll say it again next week, as if we don't every Sunday. Y'all come and spend a little time with who? Jesus. I said last week that if you take 10 minutes a day, that's what percentage of your day? 10 minutes out of 1,440 minutes is less than 1%. I'm not a mathematician, but I got that out of my phone and did it. Yeah, less than 1%. Can you take 1% of your day to sit down with God's Word, hear what He has to say, and then offer Him prayer? On the table as you leave the church tonight, just like it was last week, there's two sheets there. One is a suggested format for doing daily devotions. And then the second one is a suggested list of re references. Where, where can you go to find these devotions? There's all kinds available for all ages. And we give you some suggestions there. Luther, in his catechism, said, I'm going to teach you how to pray in the morning. I'm going to teach you how to pray in the evening. And along with that prayer, say the Ten Commandments. Well, what do you want to do that for? Won't that get old in a hurry? It may seem like it, but give it a try. Why? Because that needs to act like a hammer, breaking away the hard stuff around our hearts so that then we can say the creed. That's what Luther said to do next. Begin it in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Say the Ten Commandments. What does the Creed teach us? That God the Father loved us so much that He sent His Son into this world so that He might redeem us from our sin and the Spirit of God has come to work this faith in our hearts and to strengthen us in this faith and that's what it's all about. Martha, Martha, it will not be taken away. What won't be taken away? The gospel. Because it's not just our busyness, it's all of our burdens as well. And it's not just our burdens, it's our joys as well. They can get in the way too. Pay attention, come back, listen to Jesus, and then pray. What prayer? The prayer that teaches us how to pray. The Lord's Prayer. Far more there than we can fathom. Believe me, I've been working on it for a couple years now. Well, more than a couple years. I won't tell you how many. Martha, Martha, you're worried and upset. 
But don't worry. Don't be upset. It will not. The gospel will not be taken away. In the precious name of Jesus,